What's going on, FA Nation? Dan Malin here. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance your FanDuel contest still have not paid out yet, but I'm joined by Mike Alexander. We are here to recap week five of the NFL season. Mike, how you doing? Uh, you know, we still got football going on, so it can't, can't be all bad. Our, our schedule is completely jumbled. Uh, it's turning into the Pepe Sanchez episode of Always Sunny where Charlie is pointing at the big board just to figure right. out what games got moved. But, you know, uh, take it week by week. And, and so somebody, I think you, in your article you pointed out, you know, uh, if you told us we'd have football three, four months ago, you'd have been happy with any football. <laughs> You'll take it, yeah. You're getting you know. football on a Tuesday this week. No Thursday night football, but we are getting Tuesday night football. Um, all right, so let's talk about the big storylines this week. This is a quick-hitting podcast. Um Obviously, the biggest news is going to be Dak Prescott going down with a essentially broken ankle, a compound fracture, and a dislocation. He had surgery on it last night. It went very well. Season is done for the year. Um, based on what we've seen, it's likely he makes a return in the future with Dallas. Um, Stephen Jones of, of the Dallas Cowboys has already said Dak is in their long-term plans. But what do we do this year? You know, How confident are you and Andy Dalton? That offensive line is atrocious. Lyle Collins and uh, Tyron Smith are done for the year. Um, the, the pass protection has been has been so bad, and and Dak is are, is easily a better scrambler than Andy Dalton. But what does this do? Like, what do you expect from Dalton, and how does this impact the uh, the pass catchers the pass catchers in Dallas? Right, you know, so the whole theme with Dallas's games have been they're not good for three quarters, then they've got to pour it on, and they've only <clears> been <throat> able to do that because of Dak and a really talented receiver core, uh, and. You know, like you said, that offensive line isn't doing Dak any favors when the other team is pinning their ears back and, and just coming after him. He's surviving, you know, tooth and nail and, and making plays. That's not Andy Dalton. I do think there will be good Andy Dalton games because, you know, you put any serviceable quarterback into that situation uh, and you ask him to throw that much, there's going to be games. You know, that's. And he's easily like one of the better backup, he's probably the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, everybody talks about him and Jameis, uh, you know, and how teams that needed a quarterback didn't take one of them. I guess we're going to find out with Dalton. He did lead a, a comeback to get a field goal to win the game uh, for them. So I, I think, you know, there's potential there. But still, it's it's going to be hairy. And, and he does make a lot of mistakes, Andy Dalton. And the Cowboys don't have a defense that can stand up to that. But, you know, that said, if you're in a deep league and you need a quarterback or in a super flex league, uh, any kind of um, – a best ball like on NFBC where you can or NFC where you can uh, go ahead and grab uh, people midseason with with some planned fabs. Got to get it. The offense is just too potent. All right. So what do you do possibly next week? I mean, even if it's like a more shallow league or, uh, you know, because we're getting Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, like quarterbacks like those are on by is in this situation. Is Andy Dalton a viable streamer at the very least? I mean, he's going against the Arizona Cardinals and they're not going to have Chandler Jones who's done for the year with after he tore his bicep. I mean, sure the, the offensive line is terrible, but at the same time, you know, the pass rush for Arizona next week, it's not going to be, you know, at its best. Um, Arizona has been beatable. I mean, is this a still at the very least a good streaming week for Andy Dalton? Yeah, it's in a 12 team league. It's a consideration, you know, obviously you got to take every situation uh, as its own case, but uh, the Cardinals playing fast pace is something that's going to just make any opponent interesting. Um, you know, you're going to get more plays on the other side. And uh, if the Cardinals do run the score up, then we get into that nice garbage time, catch up mode, et cetera, 
uh, situation that you want the, the Cowboys in because that's when they've produced most of their fantasy points. All right, next big storyline, Sunday Night Football. Dalvin Cook tore it up in the first half, and then he suffered a groin injury. He tried to come back, play through it. Obviously, he could not. Uh, Alexander Madison came in and on 20 carries, turned it into about 112 yards. He also caught, I believe, three passes as well. Uh, the MRI on Cook's groin, uh, as reported by the Minneapolis Star Tribune, it was not serious. However, Mike Zimmer has said that his status for Sunday's game is going to depend on a, how much he practices, and B, how good he looks in practice. So, I mean, this this is a guy that they've t- that they've been cautious with previously. Um, Madison is a proven, reliable backup running back in Minnesota. Um, obviously, you know, we can't really speculate on um, you know the status for Cook on Sunday. But I mean, if Alexander Madison is available in your league and, and you your waivers run on Fab, how much are you bidding on Madison this week? Uh I think it'd have to be a pretty shallow league for him to be available. Um, you know, if it's a 10-team league and he's available, you know, probably 30%. Um, I think on ESPN he's about 48% owned right now. I could be off by a little bit. Yeah, I guess it all depends on how casual your league is. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, in our leagues he may not be available in any of them. But, you know, he, he could also be a trade uh, target for you as somebody who wants to speculate if you need a running back. You know, you got you got a lot of guys injured, CMC, Saquon, a lot of uh, talented running backs that are on the shelf. So um, this is the kind of spot you may want to just make a speculative trade. You might be able to get him, uh, somebody looking to make a quick profit. All right. Uh, for the second straight week, a head coach and GM have been fired. Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov have been let go by the Atlanta Falcons following their 0-5 start. Raheem Morris, Morris, sorry, has been named the interim head coach for Atlanta. The Falcons have been truly terrible to start this year, and that is on Dan Quinn. He just has not had that team ready or prepared. Matt Ryan has been awful, especially without Julio Jones. And the defense, with all their injuries to the secondary, especially A.J. Terrell, they've been an embarrassment. What can we expect going forward? I mean, obviously, I expect the offense to be better once Julio is back and healthy and, and if he can get to full strength. But what, what do we do with Matt Ryan? Like, he's just been so bad. Is he a potential buy-low candidate if you maybe just lost Dak Prescott? Like, what do we do with Falcons players, especially, you know, with, with the coaching staff kind of being shuffled around? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I used some <clears throat> Matt Ryan in, a, in some cash lineups at home against the Panthers. It doesn't get much better than that. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, a pretty big L to take, uh, you know, will the shake up turn a corner for them at some point? Probably, you know, we, we talked about this last week. Now guys have to play for their jobs a little bit. Um, you know, but then you have to worry about veterans like Julio. Are, are they really going to get back on the field? And, and really push it. I think Julio is the kind of guy who would, so not him specifically, but just in a broader sense, you know, is everybody out there just grinding to win an NFL game because it takes so much out of you. And, you know, if your playoff aspirations are dashed, your job may not be secure next year. That could be a bad situation. So, um, you know, Matt Ryan, I'm probably going to be a little bit skeptical about until I see it, uh, especially because, um, you know, they brought back uh, as their offensive coordinator, um, Dirk Cutter and mm-hmm. huge mistake. You know, it was it was a it worked for them. Well, I was six seven years ago, and they went back to it. He should have never had another coordinator job, in my opinion, after his stint with the Bucks. But um, yeah, he should have been let go as well, but was not. So that that kind of worries me. 
if you're the Fal- if you're a Falcons fan, are you kind of hoping that the team just tanks for Trevor Lawrence? I mean, big six six quarterback, generational talent. Like, yeah. you know, he he could be the messiah, like the leader of this organization for the next fifteen years. And I I live in Atlanta, and I'm not a Falcons fan, but I would love to see it happen. Like, I don't want that. I don't want Lawrence going to some bum franchise in New York either. Either of those crapshoot New York New Jersey teams. I want him to go to Atlanta. I want him to go to like and like play with Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst and you know, build around him. I, I don't want to see Lawrence go to New York. Yeah, that would be a good landing spot for him. And, uh, you know, a spot people didn't really expect coming into the year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you, you do have the Matt Ryan situation, but they could probably trade him for something. Uh, it's a tricky situation, but it's happened with Peyton Manning. Uh, the Eli Manning situation was a lot messier, but it's been done. Brett Favre. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It, it it's out there. and Forward-thinking teams could do it. I, I think Raheem Morris is the kind of, guy that'll get people to play for him uh you know players coach so i don't think that they're gonna be terrible uh, record wise but they're probably bottom five what do you think of uh and i didn't put this in the notes so i apologize for throwing this on you but what have you liked about todd Gurley? i think i like the box score results but just watching falcons games i just haven't really been impressed and sure he had a good game on sunday but that was against the panthers like matt ryan should have had a, a good game against the panthers at home and this is a defense that you can just easily chew up and he just couldn't get it going but todd Gurley had a good game but at the same time i haven't really liked what i've seen like I've, a lot of his shorter touchdown runs have just been kind of like a clydesdale just like trotting into the end zone i haven't really liked the explosiveness sure he's got i think five touchdowns at this point but i mean is he an obvious sell high candidate if you you know if you get somebody desperate for running back and they you know they're maybe believing it a little bit, I would absolutely sell Gurley high. You know it's hard to sell any running back. You'd have to have insane depth to sell a, a you know an RB two at this point. But uh, if you're getting somebody back that you thought was was serviceable or somebody like Mike Davis where you thought all right well we don't know when CMC is coming back maybe I ride him and see where things end up if you're getting the right value along with Davis. Um, but, yeah, Gurley, Gurley's been pretty uh, pretty pedestrian. He's, he's the same guy he was last year. They've limited him as well. Uh, you you kind of have to. He can't play as many snaps as he did in his prime. All right, we had some surprising upsets yesterday. Uh, we are recording this Monday night at the very beginning of the Monday night football game. Uh, Miami crushed San Francisco. Vegas beat Kansas City. I was a little bugged because Travis Kelsey tweeted out that, you know, the, the loss was on him. I mean, it's not like he gave up 40 points to the Raiders. <laughs> he had a great game. Like, you're not fooling anybody, dude. I know you're trying to, like, save face and, and own up to it. But it's like you did not lose the Chiefs that game. Uh, no, we're not stupid. Um, but I mean, obviously the chiefs are going to bounce back. They'll be fine. But what do you make of like San Francisco? Because for me, I know the 49ers said that they just wanted to be precautious with removing Jimmy Garoppolo from the game. I think that's a bunch of crap. He looked like garbage. I mean, and I think we're, we're, we're getting to the point where we can't really make excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. He just hasn't been a good quarterback since he joined the San Francisco 49ers. And really he hasn't been good since he really injured his knee. I want to say it was like two years ago. He did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, tearing up the knee two seasons ago is definitely a turning point in his career. He was never he, – he got more attention, obviously, because his Jimmy GQ and all that, but he never had big stats. He was never um, this yeah, guy that just went all, you know, nuclear. It was, it was his whole thing around him with the, you know, handsome quarterback, but also that he's a good, a good game manager. He was a guy that could win – uh, on a winning drive, and that hasn't been there um, since the injury. So, 
yeah, that, that's been a big part for them, but they're so beat up injury-wise all over the defense, uh, the receiving core. They miss Kelsey for time. They don't know who their quarterback is. You know, is it, is it Jimmy G? Is it Mullen? Oh, they miss Kittle for a little time, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say Kelsey? Yeah, he said Kelsey. Yeah, stud, stud tight end, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's just been a, a bad season for them. And I actually bet the, the Dolphins uh, coming into it because I just thought – they had they had trouble with the Eagles, you know. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I understood what that meant <laughs> to, to see <laughs> a team struggle against them. So I was like, you know, if I can get plus money on somebody facing this team, all right. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, they're, they're just – and they've got a really brutal stretch coming up, a lot of tough divisional games. Um, I, I think there it might be a lost season for them. Agreed. I agree. Lost season, 49ers, they suck. Sorry, Ryan Hallam. Uh, we can discuss – Chase Claypool, a little bit. Huge day for him. Four total touchdowns. A lot of people are going to call this a breakout game, and I get it. But let's not forget what he did, you know, a couple weeks back against the Broncos. He broke off a huge 84-yard touchdown, and and he only had three catches in that game. Obviously, this one shines a little bit brighter. Um, But at the same time, like, I'm not terribly surprised. He's a nice big target for Ben Roethlisberger. He's 6'4", compared to... Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is like 6'1", and Deontay Johnson, who's only, I think, like 5'10". You know, Claypool has the body and the physique, and he's fast. He has speed. Like, he looks like he could be a superstar in this league. Um, what do we make of Claypool? Is, is he like the must-add wide receiver this week off waivers? It all comes down to opportunity with Claypool. Um, you know, the, the thing I like somebody pointed out is uh, – um, who was their their flash in the pan wide receiver that they traded? Um, Martavis Bryant. Yeah, Martavis Bryant. He's bigger, faster, better route runner, and better character than Martavis Bryant. You know, uh, so you ca- you're kind of getting truth that hype train behind him with with Big Ben there. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson left the game very early. I think it was a back issue. Um, Juju being you know kind of forced into the slot. That's not where you really beat the Eagles. You, you beat them on their outside corners. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I played, uh, I played every Steelers receiver except Chase Claypool and DFS this weekend. So I, I guess if you used him, you have me to thank. <laughs> All right. What do you think about Travis Fulgham? I mean, you are an Eagles fan. I'm a little bit low on Fulgham. Uh, I did put him in the waiver article, which will be out Tuesday morning. Um, ultimately when Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, Alshon Jeffrey, when it, when they start coming back, I'm not exactly confident or, or in line with. Fulgham having a role. I know he's caught touchdowns in back-to-back games, including a game winner last week. Um, can you possibly talk me on to Fulgham a little bit? Because, I mean, I know he's coming off a huge game with 13 targets and 10 catches, but I'm not sold even the slightest on him. Yeah, you know, I, what I see when I watch the, the Eagles game is that he's the only receiver that Carson Wentz has any rapport with at the moment. Um, I'm surprised that Greg Ward isn't, you know, he's not, he caught a touchdown this weekend he hasn't been bad, but, you know, last season when they were hurting at wide receiver, Carson Wentz just looked Greg Ward's way every chance he got, and Greg Ward caught a lot of those balls, and, you know, they obviously developed trust. Um, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't go as far as saying it's not there, but it's just, you know, Ward's not a spectacular athlete, so maybe that's part of it. Fulgham's not a great athlete either, but he's a big guy, um, and, you know, when, when Wentz has been in trouble, it's going Fulgham's way. And I think that continues. You know, Deshaun Jackson was close to playing. Alshon Jeffrey was close to playing. Even when these guys come back, what you know, they're not going to play a full contingent of snaps. Um, they're very high risk of re-injury. Maybe Fogum 
gets a reduced role for a couple of weeks once they're back. But uh, Deshaun Jackson, is he going to play consecutive weeks again ever in the rest of his career? I I would take the bet that he wouldn't. <laughs> okay. um, and Alshon is just toast. I, I think when he gets on the field, uh, he'll go back on the IR with something, you know, back, hammy, whatever. But it'll be a you're, – you're washed. All right, no Thursday night football this week. What games are you looking forward to in week six? A uh, game I'm really looking forward to. We're going to get uh, Kansas City and Buffalo, I believe, if the schedule is correct. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs going on the road in Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs coming off a loss. We're going to find out what Buffalo is coming off of. They're going to be on a short week because they're playing Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's going to hamper them a little bit uh, with planning defense resting up all, all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that game is going to smash the over. I don't think there's going to be a ton of defense and there's going to be some, some pretty interesting uh, scoring going down there. Man, can't believe you're not excited to watch the Washington football team play the New York football giants. <laughs> uh, smash that. <laughs> all right. Well, got, Mike, got Kyle Allen's going to be starting, uh, you know, the giants couldn't do it against the, the Cowboys. They did put up 34, four points i believe which you know it wasn't it, it took a little while but it was for a little while there it was like wow they're not even putting up points on the cowboys they got there eventually but yeah all right mike thank you so much for your time as always that was the two minute drill went a little longer than normal but mike best of luck to you and best of luck to the fa nation